I like to work at my own pace, all right? Let me work at my own pace. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the show, Daniel Marks Musical Roundup Rodeo. I appreciate the patience, I appreciate the support, and I appreciate the love. It's been a crazy winter. I Any possible thing you, you thought couldn't have gotten any weirder, it got weirder. This winter was super tough. It still is. It's been crazy. So many things have changed. COVID has been over, then it started again. Now it's over again. It's going to start again tomorrow. Should be over in a week. Um, You know, the head of CNN is plowing his secretary. Biden is uh, talking with Vladimir Putin. We probably look very tough as we evacuate the embassy and take our forces out of Ukraine as we yell at Putin on the phone and tell him to stop. So, so, so much, so much has just gotten crazier. And, I, you know, this podcast is a, a journey of self-discovery. It really is. It's become my... Um, it's become, you know, it's, it's a therapy of, of, of some sorts. You get up to the microphone, you start talking and, uh, it's become a therapy and I appreciate everybody listening. You know, I had people coming up to me in, in Burlington saying they listen to the podcast and, um, man, I, I appreciate that. Um, and I know the episodes bounce around so much. Um, and and this winter's been especially crazy. But I told myself that I was just going to do a whole series of podcasts that was just me talking into the mic. You know, we've done a bunch of artist interviews. We're going to do more. I started a Patreon, patreon.com slash Daniel Mark, where I'm really ranting about whatever. But I took a break. Or, or I slowed down. I put a couple podcasts out and I appreciate that. But so much has gone on. I got caught up in the whirlwind of the winter. And I knew I would. You know, I told everybody I was going to stay at the gym. And I, I, I've been... <clears throat> excuse me. <laughs> no, I've been good. Um, but I got caught up in the whirlwind of winter. You know, in that slurry of snowflakes, I was caught up. All right, and I was making snow angels in my mind. Um, and I needed that time. You know, sometimes you just need the time. But I do want to say that I was listening to other podcasts in this last month while I was away. And they were a great source of relaxation and entertainment and insight for me. And... um you know, I'm an old man now. I want to um, I want to focus as much of my energy as I possibly can on um, on giving back, you know, and giving something to people. And I feel like this is a little bit of that. And um, 
you know, and you guys give give so much to me, and and the music world has given so much to me, and my my world has given so much to me. So, this is my way. You know, the artist interviews are, are ways of shedding light on the on the industry and people's lives, and these solo podcasts are a way of also shedding light in a different way on my thoughts about the world or, um, you know, anything. So, I can say that podcasts were a real source of enjoyment for me in that month and that's why I realized I needed to come back and started start making more and um you know and just share with you guys um you know and and kind of offer something that uh that it that serves just a, a positive that serves a a, a a a net positive in the community so thank you um anyway so uh what's been going on since I last was on I mean I've been everywhere in the country I was in Las Vegas which I talked a little bit about um on one of these episodes I was in Phoenix twice in a week I went two weeks ago then I flew back then three days later I flew back again was in Tucson for Gem and Jam uh with Melvin Seals and JGB and um, that was just a great festival, and I wanted to um, tell a story about uh, Gem and Jam and just my time there. So, uh, first of all, we went to Arizona right for the second time, and uh, I flew in a day early and just hung out in Phoenix, and I was right in Tempe, right near Arizona State, and it was just awesome, college town, um, girls everywhere, total action everywhere. And um, I just had a good time. I took myself out to dinner, went to Illegal Pete's, got myself a taco, shoveled that down, went to the Handlebar in Tempe, got some drinks. I had a lot of fun. People were so nice. Um, people were chatting me up. Even the security guard that patted me down getting into the Handlebar, he was even so nice. He, he even explained, he, 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 he knew it was my first time there. And he explained to me how to get to my seat and everything. Everybody was just very nice for a college town. Sometimes those college towns where everybody's hot, like Texas A&M or, or Miami or something like that, sometimes they can be a little uptight. But everybody was very nice. And I had a really nice night there and just kind of chilled out. And uh, my room, I, had, I stayed at the West in there. And their room is... is you know, I had a high up room and I saw these, the highway and, um, the, this mountain that was right near there. We could see little kind of people look like ants walking up and down the, the, the hill. There's this mountain that was, you know, across it. It's very cool. There's like kind of mountains that are just up in Phoenix. There's a couple of big ones that don't look like they're supposed to be there. Look like in New York, we'd probably just blow those up. You know, we would have we would have dug through those and put a damn Tiffany's on the top of it 40 years ago until it sunk down to the to the grid would have been a skyscraper there. But they kind of keep these mounds of of uh, shrubbery um, atop these these big these big kind of hills. They're not you know, it's a mountain, but it's right across the street from your hotel. You know, what I mean, it's very close. I could walk there in five minutes probably and start climbing that thing. Um, and then the next day I went to the Phoenix Botanical, the Desert Botanical Gardens. Amazing. And I saw Dale Chihuly's exhibit of glass 
um, and I just took a walk and I just, I really just had a, had some time to just appreciate, you know, normally we fly into a city and you just, you do this show and you execute and you get right out. And, um, it was nice to have the extra day and to just enjoy. So I took that all in for two hours and just kind of meditated, just kind of meditated because of all this change and trauma from the last you know I don't I think people don't understand just how different we all are after COVID you know I think that everybody's a little different and um you know certainly I've and this winter also this winter and COVID got me thinking about just you know, mortality and death and change and all that quite a bit. I don't know if that was depression or just some insight, probably some, some depression. But, um, you know, just thinking about that, that stuff really deeply. And so this, this kind of moment in the sun really offered me some time to just reflect and just have that moment to just, you know, to slow down and enjoy every moment. And, uh, you know, life is what a crazy adventure life is. And life is, is so short in the scheme of things. And, um, and it's long too, you know, obviously it's, but it's really short and it ends. And I think, you know, they say that that's the greatest motivator of creativity and, and productivity is that humans know that their lives are going to end at some point. And thank God we don't have to think about that every single day. You know, we got stuff to do and, um, you know, missions to accomplish and activities to get done and people have families to grow and, um, you know, there's a lot to do. But um, it is a great motivator. And... And, you know, we watched a lot of people go these last couple of years, too. And just thank God nobody very close to me is gone. But I've definitely called my folks a lot more this last year and, you know, just checked in because, you know, maybe we we did grow a little apart over the last few years just because we've been so busy. And then COVID, everybody was staying away. And sure, you're, you're checking in, but, you know, you're st you still had your life. And, you know, um that kind of thing has just become very, very important to me for right now. It's It's been a focus of mine. And, and that's why the podcast is so important to me. And that's why putting out, that's why writing music to me is so important. Writing a new song, getting something out there. Because it's our way of connecting with other people, right? I think it's our way of connecting with maybe people that are, uh, you know, anybody. And just saying that we're the same if you can find something that relates to anything. From the lyrics to the, to the story to um, to the subject matter to the to the podcast to the bizarreness to the experience to the trip of life, right? Those com those common strands that that we all that we all have the struggles. Um. Wow, it's just become it's become super 
um, important and, and ever more focused because of this. And um, no, nobody's going to be the same after this. I think everybody has had a, had a real, a real, uh, you know, a real wake up call. I know I did. So, um, anyway, uh, that was Phoenix, <laughs> you know, and Phoenix was crazy. Um, you know, uh, we, the show that we did, Gem and Jam, Marcus Rezac sat in and, uh, I was like personal amp tech because Melvin was scared that Marcus's amp would be too loud. And so we actually turned the entire amp I don't know if people saw on stage, but we turned Marcus's twin around. And that twin was blasting out the back because Marcus likes to be, you know, at five or six to get his guitar to do the thing that he wants it to do. And um, Melvin was coming on the back of the stage and that twin was blasting towards where Melvin was coming on stage. And Melvin was like, Melvin was in the midst of walking. And, you know, we're trying to get Melvin from point A to point B in a direct line as quick as possible. And Melvin's like, no, I'm not going on stage. I can hear that thing blasting. And, uh, you know, I ran on stage and I'm like, Marcus, just don't play for a second. Like Melvin's not even going to come on stage with that volume. Uh, just told him as bluntly as possible. And, uh, you know, but I'm a guitar player. So I think that other guitar players can take it a little easier for me <clears throat> than like just a random tour manager. I hope. Anyway, Melvin got on, and uh, we set up a deluxe <clears throat> deluxe reverb that was just dummied on, you know, just the light was on, not plugged into anything, and that was kind of the barrier, and they played a great show, Marcus sat in from like uh, like five or six tunes, man, and uh, he and John were playing off each other, it was very cool, he kind of, um, you know, I haven't seen Marcus play live that many times, even though we've played that show together at Zen Barn uh, maybe two years ago, but... Um, you know, who's got just, uh, it was very cool. And, uh, he and John were kind of trading licks back and forth and, uh, just doing the, doing the rock and roll thing. And I thought John was John, you know, props to John K. Um, he was answering so beautifully, uh, you know, Marcus throwing out like rock and roll licks and Derek trucks, he kind of licks that and just going for it. You know, Mark's got a rock and roll attitude for sure. Uh, which I dig. And John, who really does not play like that, plays like pretty in a very controlled manner, I would say, in a good way, as a compliment, you know, also from a guitar player. He plays in a very controlled manner, but immediately was able to answer this kind of vibe right away um, and show that, you know, he can play that way, too. And that, um, you know, maybe he just doesn't go there that often for the JGB sets, um, although he does, he unleashes some cool stuff in, in the jams, but you know, there's a certain form and format to play these JGB sets. And John is just a very thought out, calculated player, which I love. Anyway, he let it rip and he let it loose a little bit. Um, and you know, they were going off Allman Brothers style for a second and it was cool. Uh, it really was a good time. So, uh, th that was Gem and Jam, um, and we went. We came back from Tucson. I also have to say, on Highway 10 between Phoenix and and uh, Tempe, no, between Phoenix and Tucson, um, there's this like great these great two mountains, Picacho Peak and I think Newman Peak that you drive through. It's this beautiful drive. I encourage anybody to do it on a nice day, um, not a 115 degree day when your tires will just 
sink right into the mud, you know, sink right into the freaking asphalt and, um, and basically become mud, melt to nothing. But anyway, it's a very cool ride for those two hours. And, uh, you know, the light is different there. Everything is so sunbeaten. There's like less color or something there. It's just like very, it's like reds and grays and, and khakis everywhere. And it's, it's that kind of really is that kind of vibe. And I had a great time. People at Gem and Jam were great. Um, and the story, I didn't even get to my main story about Gem and Jam, but I guess it's all one big story. But um, the, the, one of the directors of the festival was actually one of my first jobs in the industry too. Uh, he, the same guy, Phil Salvaggio from, um, from Oneonta, you know, he was an Oneonta guy and then he worked with pretty lights and brought me one of my early crazy stories, which is when pretty lights came to the black Oak Tavern, played for a hundred people on one crazy night. Um, but, uh, Phil, was running this festival and so I was able to see him and kind of you know just just kind of talk and wow it was just another reminder of like how small this world is and how crazy the trip has been like oh my god after all these years I, I see this guy again um, and I'm working for Melvin and we're just having a grand old time everybody's you know putting on a great show Gem and Jam in Tucson it was a it was big I was talking about it in Phoenix said I'm going down there to some people and everybody knew about it in Phoenix, and um, you know it's a part of a big gem show that happens throughout Arizona around that time. And this is the the one of the jam band festival parts, so it's a very kind of big connected thing, but uh, or independently connected, should I say? But Gem and Jam was, um, you know, a big festival. It was super fun. I'd say you know the place can hold a shitload of people, but I'd say there was about three or four thousand people there. Very very cool. Mm. All right. Um, so that was very cool. And uh, Vegas was cool. And Jamaica was cool. You know, I've already had a lot of nice experiences in 2022. But like I said, this the COVID has changed everybody. Um, and this winter was certainly tough. And it remains tough. But I'm looking forward to all the stuff in the summer. I'm already talking about some live dates, which is where I think I really need to be, just playing my music and uh, obviously some Grateful Dead music because I've been playing it so much the last couple of years with Zach and everybody. And I'm sure I'll be playing with Zach again soon. He has a big tour in April, but I'll be on tour with Melvin. Um, he's got this guy, Joe Agnello, that I was talking about. Uh, so they're going to go on the run. Not going to make that run, but... Again, I'm sure Zach and I will be doing some stuff this summer. I hope to see people out. I'm going to be playing locally, and my resolve is now to record new material because I've been writing. So at the very least, um, you know, going through all this change through this winter, um, I have been writing some songs. I wrote one or two that I have Zach in mind for that I hope to record with him. My buddy Mo and I have been, uh, Mo Kelly, he's a great collaborator and songwriter and a nuts person, and I love nuts people, they're my favorite people, are going to do some stuff. So, yeah, that's, um, it's a lot of cool stuff to look forward to, um, and I am, I'm looking forward to it, just looking forward to this winter getting a little milder, 
going out on the again like a big tour in April, which Melvin usually does tours in March, and it's brutally cold in the Northeast still in March. So um, I'm going to be giving lessons and doing podcasts through February and March, playing around here locally, gearing up for. There's actually six or seven dates with Melvin in March, and then April we're on our big tour through May, um, and then it'll be freaking May flowers, baby. May fucking flowers. So, love y'all. Thanks for the support. I am going to get right back to this. This is my jumping right back into it. Um, And we're here. You know, we're going to be talking about all the things. We're going to be talking about, um, you know, uh, whatever. Goose. I'll talk about how hot the guys in Goose are. I don't care. Uh, We'll talk about, oh, me playing No Fun. Uh, Bob Weir's guitar from the 80s and Zach playing Wolf, which was just, um, which was just auctioned at, or just, uh, what, what do you call it? Just, uh, appraised at like $6 million, played that guitar and made it sound so good. We had so much fucking fun. Um, and I had so much fun watching that band that week just get down in the crowd. And like I was saying on the last cast, on the last podcast, it was just cool. Um, and yeah, we're going to talk about the CNN guy plowing his secretary. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about, um, you know, the, the collapse of the union and the end of times, which is, um, you know, certainly, uh, certainly on my mind. But that's, you know, that's where the real juice of the matter starts. You know, that's where the fun begins, as they say. Uh, We're going to be talking about art. We're going to be talking about travel. We're going to be talking about fucking the industry. Okay? Um, And I fucking appreciate you guys. You know, we're going to be talking about checking in. We're going to talk about mental health. We're going to be talking about connecting. We're going to be talking about the Beatles. We're going to be talking about, you know, tour laminates. We're going to be talking about Yoko Ono and John Lennon's relationship. Um, Samurai Code. We're going to be talking about speaker technology, synths, water bottles. Um, We'll talk about it. And... um, you know, that's, that's the big thing is I'm, of course, I'm not going to stop this, this whole thing. I just so appreciate the support. I appreciate getting the, the couple messages that I get and just saying, where's the podcast? What the fuck? That is so nice of you guys. That is like my support system. And, um, and how could I not do it? I know so many cool fucking people, interesting people, people that have chosen to do such crazy things with their lives. And, um, you know, just love hearing about it, love talking about it, love fucking around and joking around, and that's really the, you know, having the dialogue, dialogos, and, um, you know, that's really where it's at. The monologos is also very fun. I feel like getting into the nooks and crannies of random thought is, um, is very cosmic, which is cool, but, you know, having my friends here and... Hopefully COVID is over, I think, for a week. Maybe it'll be over, they said. But then they're going to have something new. There's some other rat poison that they're thinking about putting into the water stream. I'm not sure. Um, 
you know, they're, they're, they're going to put it in and uh, kill us all. But before that, we'll have some fun, you know, talk about electricity, talk about, um, you know, NBA players, current and past, how music works, um, both literally and the book by David Byrne, and um, guitar pedals, and whatever else we, whatever else we want. I'm not beholden to anybody. You know, I'm a free man, and thank God for it. All right, appreciate all your support. Love you guys, and I'm going to check in real soon. And that's it. Love you so much. Peace. Love you. Love you.